You are listening to 40-something podcast with Valley and the Vig. And now, Silicon Steve Valley and the Vig. 40-something podcast, and it is getting ready for the weekend. Gen Z in full effect. We got ourselves. Vig, you are looking lovely. Look at that shirt. It's only a thermal. Only a thermal, but you look great, man. Well, it's like three degrees in Denver right now. Like it is most of the country. So I just am rocking the rocking the space heater and the thermal. And uh yeah, yeah glad it's Friday. And uh you wanna you should tell you should tell everybody what you meant by that that zenial thing, the uh Gen Zen. Oh yeah. We were well so we have been this is our twenty, I believe twenty-third episode, Vigilance. Nice. Yeah, oh yes. Oh my gosh. And we've already gotten a lot of interaction with fans. We had our first Sunday pun day and what have you. So, um, but I, so I'm always thinking about what we can do to make the show better. Uh, we're actually switching for me personally, we're switching studios. We're actually building a studio in the process of doing it. And, um, so I'm, I'm just always thinking, I, I don't have a job right now, uh, like a job other than, um, I have a lot of work, but I don't have a job. So I have a little bit more time to focus on my work. And one thing I thought of is Zenial. We relate to a lot of people who aren't in their 40s. And that just so you know, it says 40-something podcast, but it's really anybody over the age of 30, 35 that is really kind of in the crux of, of what we're all going through. And I think a lot of Zenials are that. And that's Zenials are like those cusp Gen Xers and uh, Millennials. So Zen Gen is kind of the the demographic we want to go with. And, uh, you know, we, we might be throwing that term out a little bit here on the 40 something podcast. So there you go. There's the, there's the breakdown of that. I just, you just kind of dropped that briefly there. I don't think people might've caught that. And then, you know, there was a whole dissertation to it. So I wanted to see if you wanted to go on a little bit about it and you definitely did. So nice. Uh, absolutely. I, it's, it's, it's always trying to evolve. It's like my brain has been working overtime as of late and, uh, you know, it's a lot on, on creative stuff. So it's been good stuff. Um, so a lot of cool things happening in the world, getting ready for uh, a lot of things in my personal life. And, and we're looking forward to a lot of things at my house. I'll probably edit half of that out because I just repeated myself 50 times. <laughs> but have you, but um just wanted to a couple updates for next week, folks. We got uh, two guests: Ray Pearson, the author of the hilarious book "God's Cruel Joke," uh, which I have been reading, and it's a fun read. It is very funny, and from a guy who's also from New Jersey, I certainly could relate to a lot of the things that were going on there. And uh, any updates from uh, Two Fat to Skydive, Vig, since you are the main contact there with our buddy Brad Yakel? Yeah, it looks like we have that set up for the 20th, February 20th. Uh, they're going to drop in and uh, talk a little little jam music, little little anything, little everything. So One week from tomorrow. Me. I'm excited. So that episode yep. will probably drop. We're going to say, we're, we'll say the episode will drop. February 22nd. We'll have that ready for you. Ready to go. That'll be the premiere of that episode from the guys from New Two Fact to Skydive. The two, uh, I guess you would call them the two uh, most uh, 
has the most creative input on their songwriting. So, oh, absolutely, great yeah, songwriters, creative people. The band name says it all, really. And uh, yes, yeah, so if you haven't heard of these guys, they're from Denver, Denver, Colorado, and uh, yeah, they're interesting guys. I think you're gonna like them because uh, they they just have uh, they just have a different spin on life, and I like I like that. So. A very positive one, Check too. Them out. Yeah, Brad, Brad is a very dear friend of both of ours, full disclosure. Um, but we would be having them on the show either way because he's a very talented songwriter in his own right, guitar player and singer and all that. And uh, really uh, looking forward to it. Brad is uh, one of the one of the better human beings that I've ever encountered in my lifetime. So, And, uh, you know, him and his buddy Mark is going to have a good time having him here. Yeah. Checking us out here, and also, and also later on, we're going to have Jesse Tappen, who is a historian and sergeant major of the army, and he's going to. We're going to go into a topic that not a lot of people probably have talked about: the history of the Civil War and how it's been told and all that. So, a lot of exciting things, and we're also working on some other things. Always trying to evolve this program, keeping it going. Now, all that being said, I'm halfway through my blunt. And it's cold outside, but we're only a couple weeks away out of summer. So what it is absolutely freezing outside. And you're in Pennsylvania. I'm in Colorado. We have the exact same thing going on. And it spans all the way across the mainland. I haven't seen this much white since that last night I did Coke. There you go. Just <laughs> Full disclosure Friday. <laughs> it is full disclosure Friday. Well, it obviously is starting off that way now. We haven't done one in a couple of weeks, and I don't yeah. even know if uh, some of that even made it to air. But uh, actually, I had two thirds, two thirds of it are still sitting there, and I have to uh, go through actually. And I should do it sooner. I'm going to forget about it. And but that was hilarious. That was just bong rip after bong rip on my end. It was absolutely incredible. And I'm in California, obviously. I wouldn't be smoking. Yeah. I wouldn't Sit be smoking around. marijuana in Pennsylvania. I would use my vaporizer. Idiots. <laughs> I don't want people to think anything like that. <laughs> anyway, I have to admit, you know, I was living in Colorado for about five years. Living in Colorado for five years, I went out to California, smoked their bud, and I thought it was like fire, absolute on fire. So take it from me. If you're in California, definitely buy the marijuana because it is awesome. Lights out, fire. You want to buy it there. Yes. I, it's great. Um, and actually, this is a, a subject we wanted to kind of parlay into. And we want to talk about the effects, the positive effects of cannabis uh, from a medical perspective. And folks, uh, how many potheads are out there? And how many of you say, and I know several, pots, pots, it gets me high, I'm good. But if you ask everybody, well, isn't there sometimes where weed will do this to you and other times where weed will do that to you? There is a scientific reason for that. And if you are an avid pot smoker and if you're not educated, then this is going to be a good episode for you. Yeah. This will be for the novice. The intro will, like, you know, let people you know where, where the scoop is. <laughs> yeah. And people that, and quite frankly, probably people that are in red states who don't want it to be legalized so um everyone knows if you are a novice even a novice typically will know that 
sativa is more if you're, if you're your average person and how their average effects in their their cannabinoid. Well, let's start with the basics here. We all have an endocannabinoid system in our body. And they react to the THC and the cannabis and the CBD, all the, all the parts of the cannabis plant. They have a design that impact different parts of your cannabinoid system and different ter- and they're called terpenes and different terpenes impact your endocannabinoid system differently. And everybody has a different one. So each strain will be a little bit different depending on the terpenes that are involved and the amount and all that. So it's really important to know what terpenes are what when you're smoking if you want to have a successful and enjoyable and growing session. And that pun was not intended, but shit, that was good. Like, uh, like, give me some personal experiences, man, and I'll give you a couple of mine on different strands that you smoke, and we'll go into the reasons why that should happen. Yeah, I would definitely uh, say there's a blue blue dream, which is a good old Denver favorite. I, you know, started started with that one when I first got to town, and uh, it just just chills me out, takes uh, takes the edge off, and clears my anxiety. And and honestly, after a, a long day's you know, long hectic day, it, it, it really comes in and it, it's, it, it's really changed in my thinking really for the better. But, uh, I was going to also even uh, mention, uh, some, some may not even know what terpenes are. So what would you tell them? What would you tell them the terpenes are? Well, terpenes are essentially, and I'll put it in the lamest term, terpenes are the parts of the, ca- of the cannabis plant that impact your body. And it could be physical. It could be mental. It could be different parts. And there's all different parts of your cannabinoid system. And I don't want to get too science yet. So basically, basically the terpenes essentially is, for lack of a better term, the alcohol. Drink the alcohol, I take the terpenes. I do not want to compare it to alcohol because this, this is a medicine you know, medicine for you. So the terpenes are what affects the body essentially from the cannabinoid. And it doesn't have to end from the, from the cannabis plant. That is what a terpene is. And they're all different. And some of them are specifically for hunger suppression. Some are for, because everyone says, oh my gosh, I get the munchies. Well, you don't get the munchies on every single strain. You know, that's a complete myth. You only get the munchies on most strains, yes, but there are a lot of strains that are actually suppressants. Um, and again, you got to do, you got to do your research on that. And, and, uh, and the, but here's the thing. You got to talk to somebody who knows the terpenes like the back of their head. I'm getting there. I start in this in the industry, you know, within the next month or so. And you have to kind of do some experimentation with and literally experiment a theory. Say, okay, I think indica chills me out and sativa makes me hyper. I know people that smoke a sativa and it makes them tired. And if they smoke an indica, they have panic attacks. So they have to go to school on what strain they took, and they got to see which terpenes that they got to see which terpenes uh, that were in that, and what they think was was probably the issue. And you can find out because if you get the ones that are tested, the ones that are sold legally, it's tested, and they, you know exactly what's in there. 
Basically, for example, you have uh, a Jack Herrera. Herrera is a very famous sativa. Very Jack famous. Herrera, right. Yeah, Jack Herrera, very famous sativa. Um, and that's good for inflammation. For asthma. So if you have asthma, people are like, oh, you can't smoke weed if you have asthma. No, this is great for asthma. because, And I can attest to that because my asthma has been better since I started taking medical marijuana. Um, inflammation and asthma, it helps that. Pine needles, kind of first and stage, kind of smells like. Um, it's good for memory attention, memory retention, alertness. I mean, you think of weed, oh, man, he's burned out. He doesn't have a memory. So that's just kind of where that goes. Um, you know, and that's because of the terpenes that are involved in that. That's what's good for a lot of people. You know, um, and you have a lot of them. And the, the you know, uh, limonene, for example, that that's a high potent. That's a high potent terpene. Um, you have the alpha beta pinene, which you know isn't super. That's usually, and you have the osamine, which is typically your CBD. Um, you know, it, it just goes on and on and on of things that the carafeline, which is more of the indica, which is good for relaxation and things like that. But there's so many resources out there. And each terpene will impact your body specifically to you more than anybody else, though, because you have your your can your endocannabinoid system is just like your fingerprint. It's just for you, right? So we have a we actually have a system that picks up on these, and they have receptors. So this has been part of the human connection for a long time, millions of years. We have cannabis receptors in our body that. They crave it. They crave this, and they, they synthesize it and work it towards the what, what, it, what it should be used for best in the body at the time. Really, it's it's, it's actually quite amazing. Yeah. It really, and it, and it, we've learned so much over even just the last ten years, and the education is getting out there of how all these different terpenes can help you. But we can't stress enough. It's real simple, and by the way, it's simple. Have some fun with it. Usually, people that smoke weed. Uh, they, they kind of want, they usually like, oh, what am I, just get a little inquisitive about it. You might want to know, well, what am I smoking? Why am I smoking? And it's a lot more. It's not just, well, if I get beer drunk here, you get beer drunk there. It's kind of more, it's so much different. It's more like the absinthe drunk here or the vodka drunk here and the beer drunk here and the wine drunk there. It, it's just, it, it's extraordinarily different on the different strain you can do. We have a, a strain, you have problems sleeping. It is ridiculous. We have a strain called Blue Steel, which is based actually it was it was a offshoot of Blue Dream, which you uh, spoke about earlier. That one, if I smoke some of that, I am sleeping within a half hour. It's and that, because of the terpenes that are involved in that impact my endocannabinoid system to the point where I just really can clear my head and I can just lay down and go to sleep. It really is something that a lot of people need to open themselves up to, that this is a medicine that helps our lives so much better. And it's uh, I think a lot of people are, are opening up to that. But now it's time to educate yourself. If you medicate, if you self-medicate, figure out what you're putting in your body. And it, it comes for, for two reasons. A, it's what's healthiest for you. And B, you want to have a good time when you want to have a good time or you want to heal or you want to grow when you are medicating. So if you're medicating, do what's best for your body and what your mind and your body tell you.
Absolutely. And, you know, really, when it comes right down to it, you, know, you don't have to just smoke weed anymore. It's, it goes way beyond that. You know, there's there's many ways of in, ingesting cannabis these days that doesn't have to include lighting a joint up or a bowl or taking ball hits or a dab or any of that. There's edibles. There's creams that you can just rub it in. There's there's a cream that I have by Escape Artists out here in Colorado. And it's one part THC, one part CBD. Just rub it in. I just rub it in on anything. Cuts, sores, everything. Acne. It 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 helps everything. In ingrown toenails, cute, you know, any type of inflammation, really. And uh, you know, I don't have to like smoke a joint or like take a bong hit. I don't have to get high. It's non-psychoactive and it helps me. And I have these benefits of cannabis, and I just rub it right in as a as a cream every day. I keep it in the refrigerator so it doesn't spoil. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's amazing. And there's just everything, tinctures and all that. And it's just, uh, it's absolutely outstanding. And there's also ways you can ingest it. There's something there is also, you know, for example, you can take, you can, if you have trouble sleeping and your thing is, well, I don't have trouble going to sleep, but I wake up in the middle of the night, I can't go back to sleep. Well, that is a good fix too. So if you smoke before you go to bed and that helps you sleep. All right. It's, what you also do is take an edible or you take a piece of tincture or something that you ingest orally. And that when you wake up later, you're going to still be where you need to be to go right back to sleep. Just things like that to, to medicate yourself, use it as a medicine, not just to get high. That's what this show is about. Just to kind of educate everybody and get high too. Cause fuck dude, I love getting high. That is amazing. Well, that's, what, that's what we do. That's our prerogative. And, uh, but yeah, that was a great, this was a great discussion about cannabis. I think, you know, if people weren't really, uh, that in, uh, involved with it or were, you know, knowledgeable, I think they got it from that. And honestly, you know, with, with it coming to being legalized in New Jersey and, and parts of Pennsylvania, and I honestly think a national bill will come soon in the next, uh, you know, before 2022. Uh, so we could have a legal, legal, national legalization of, of marijuana. So we, here in Colorado took in a billion dollars of, of revenue um, for, for that. So it just goes to show you, like, it's, it's been going on since, uh, I guess, it really started getting going in, in like 2013 here, but it was, was first passed, you know, I think in, uh, in 2012. So you know, there you have it. And Chicago and, and the state of Illinois, they're right behind us with that, California. And so the tax benefits and the revenue for states is is absolutely unbelievable. And it's after everything has happened here with this pandemic, I think that's something that the states are going to want to look at because their budgets are like completely blown apart from everything. And uh, we're, we're all probably in debt a little bit more as, you know, whatever state we belong to as, as, a, as a result of what's been going on with the pandemic. So I think uh, taxing and legalizing and then taxing uh, marijuana for recreational and medical use uh, would, would just be a fantastic way of getting the revenue back in. Um, to help to help us get out of out of this recession. Well, actually, in, in Pennsylvania, you said that that is actually exactly what Governor Tom Wolf is doing. It is on his new budget that he proposed, med legalizing recreational marijuana was right at the top of my list. wasn't on the top of the list on the flyer that he sent out, but it was on the top of my list. And honestly, there were rumors that he was going either way when he first ran. And he was the first candidate we've ever had that, that said he'd be possibly open to it. Now, he didn't wasn't a full backer because he couldn't do it 
seven or eight years ago because of the heavy Republican contingent in this in this state. And he didn't want those swing voters to go the other way. So he decided to say he was on a fence. He's clearly for recreational because he wouldn't have picked a guy by the name of John Fetterman as his lieutenant governor his second term. John Fetterman's focal point has been to get recreational marijuana legalized. And he's been brilliant at it. He's going to run for Senate uh, in 2022. And uh, I'm a huge supporter of him. So check John Fetterman out. He's running for president or sorry, running for, geez, running for Senate in here in Pennsylvania. But check his vibe out, man. He's very cool and he's very pro recreational. And uh, he's no bullshit guy, too, man. He's uh, no nonsense kind of cat and love to get him on the show. That would be fantastic. We're going to try to get him on the show. He has liked a few of my tweets, and I have a a, tweet, a Twitter beef with him right now because he thinks Sheets is better than Wawa, and that's just fucking well, insanity. You were gonna you were gonna find that person sooner or later, right? So there you have it. Well, Fetterman, I politically I usually stand with him, but when he goes to Sheets and Wawa, Fetterman could suck it. His wife is lovely, by the way, on Twitter. She is her. They both are. They, they, they're actually a really fun family to watch. They're always goofing on each other. And, uh, but at the end of the day, they're really awesome people and, uh, fighting for a lot of good causes and fighting for the little people. So John Fetterman gets my 100% endorsement already for his bid for Senate. And I know, you know, it's two years out. Hope to have him on the show. Yeah, we'll, we'll try. We got to get him early before he becomes big time, man. You know, no, that's the he was on MSN. But he was on. He was making the rounds and all the national ones. He was getting a lot of national, and he was. Uh, he's funny because he says "my dude" to people, <laughs> like he's a guy who's selling you nitrous oxide. <laughs> he was, he talked because the, the the Texas guy said he. I guess he put out a bounty for anyone who found any kind of fraud, voter fraud, anywhere in the state of Pennsylvania. So they found three cases of voter fraud, and the. And they were all for Trump. One was for a dead mother. One was for a son. And I forget the other one. So this guy's been making the rounds saying, hey, my dude from Texas, my dude owes me a lot of money. I think he said he's going to give me $50,000 sheets, gift cards, or said something like that. He's like, but he kept on referring to him as my dude. And I thought that was hilarious. Like, no, my dude, three for 20, no deals. (laughs) Lock kid right there moving into the into uh, to a public servant, but I'll, I'll take that over any queuing on any day. <laughs> no, no, my dude. I can see him during the debate, you know, talking to Pat, jerk off to me, jerk off. Uh, well, I can see him. I can see him in the debate. <laughs> no, no, my dude. You supported the insurgents, my dude. Great to get him on Meet the Press one Sunday morning, you know, there with Chuck Todd, and then he just throws that down in the interview. Look, <laughs> you know, my like, dude. Oh, we get, maybe we can get Katie Chair to, like, do the interview there on the Sunday Sunday uh, press shows, right? Let's call people this. sister. <laughs> oh, man. It's it's great. The, the, yeah, check out the Fettermans, man. They are they are really awesome, awesome folks, dude. Really awesome folks. And I'm uh, – Pretty pumped up that I do own a house in Pennsylvania. Obviously, not in Pennsylvania right now. Be pumped. 
be pumped that you own a house. Period. Yeah, I'm, and the 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 and you don't have to worry up, about so. some landlord just throwing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been we've been fortunate. Uh, honestly, just, uh, I've been very fortunate through this whole thing more than most people. And I have to be honest with you, going to bring us back to our earlier conversation. If it wasn't for medical marijuana, I don't think I would have been able to keep my sanity or grow mm. or kick alcohol without it. And that is 100% honest. It's not me bullshitting. I wasn't able to smoke because the the, the terpenes on street, this is this is one of my examples, the ter- because what was, when we talk about how terpenes affect our body and how, what have you, and not knowing what you're getting. So, okay, I used to be a monster pothead in college, like a lot of people were and still are, what have you. And I could, and I really enjoyed smoking weed, watching a movie or smoking weed, being creative or what have you. And so one day I smoked this strain of marijuana and something happened, something clicked and I had a really bad panic attack. And that moment forward, I could never smoke weed and enjoy it. So I essentially couldn't smoke weed for the better part of 20 something years in my adult. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, I always had to deny that because I didn't want to smoke, but because I wanted, I didn't want to have a panic attack because I had anxiety. And why? And so, well, if then you you know, if you're not educated, you say, well, well, Helen, how can you be smoking weed now? Your body must have changed. No, my body didn't change. I now pick the the terpenes that are going into my body. I now pick the strains that have the terpenes that agree with me. And I do my research. I say, okay, I, I look at, I'll give Columbia Care some free press. My my homeboy, Devin, out there, he's amazing. He'll take care of you and all the great ladies and everybody else that works there. I see what they, they're selling. And so we have like four or five strains. I typically need an indica dominant hybrid for during the day. And I like an indica at the end of the night. That makes me sleep. The blue, this blue steel has been amazing. And, and it's just for nighttime. So it's great. Nice. Um, but so I need a, but that's what I need. So I need something like a gorilla glue number four, which is a hybrid, uh, but it's a do- indica dominant hybrid. So it's not to knock me on my ass. Right now I'm smoking a strain called City Slicker. And again, it, it kind of keeps me energized, um, but it's an indica dominant. So for a lot of people, for example, I would have taken this weed and I'd, I'd smoke it with Brad Yakel, for example, in Colorado. And I remember I was at his house and I was like, oh, dude, I love this weed. I was feeling good. I was energized, feeling good. He's like, dude, I cannot smoke that, brother. I can't do it. And because he's like, he just gets knocked the fuck out. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. And I'm like smoking like a chimney because I finally knew when I was in Colorado, I knew what I was getting. I knew what I was putting in my body. And it was a game changer for me. And I and, and that was the first time. And that was 2015. And I visited you as well. That, and that was the first time I enjoyed just smoking weed in, in damn near 15 years at that point. So I was waiting since then for it to be legal in an area that I was. And ever since then, it's been a game changer because I probably wouldn't have had the alcohol problem I did if marijuana was legal, I am positive. Hold on a second. Would you shut the hell up, you piece of trash? 
So, but yeah, I just wanted to kind of talk about that. And, and, and that was really big for me though, man, because I start thinking about, then I start thinking about my drinking problem. And then I start thinking about all the damaged, and you were firsthand noticed seeing this, all the damaging moments that occurred in my life because I was drinking too much. I mean, it's been, I mean, you can, there's a long list of people that have, have an opinion of me because of how I acted when I was angry and drunk. And I just always think I'm like, not to make an excuse for my shitty behavior, but I, I just wonder if I had a lot more marijuana in my life, maybe I would have been a lot more enlightened a lot sooner in terms of shit. You're absolutely right. TJ and that was huge right there. I couldn't help the kind of smile because I used to always get indirectly shit on from that because then I would see that person later at a show like you're not around anywhere. It's just me and like and they're like oh and then they're like looking at that and they're like oh there's that dude Vig that like he's TJ's friend and you know you know how all that is. So I'm like man, I person I just remember that person and they don't look. I, I am not being looked at positively because of my friend TJ and how he was particularly acting at that particular time or festival or whatever. And now I'm taking the brunt of that. And TJ's nowhere around at all. It's just me and this person. And I'm like, well, yep, that's the way that goes. So I just wanted to get a little comical about that because you were getting real super heavy there. So I just wanted to drop <laughs> in with my uh, funny oh, story. Oh, no, dude, it's, it's not but, heavy. Uh, in fact, there's probably, in fact, we should, I mean, there's probably stories. And I, and what's unfortunate is, is, is a lot of times people tell stories of my, my cohort on my, on the other podcast, the high spots and cheap pops. He tells me he literally will tell me stories about myself that I have no recollection of. And he said it was the funniest thing he's ever seen. And so much so, apparently, I, I there's a character in this book I'm reading that uh, I am actually that's actually based off of one of my drunken, idiotic nights, which full disclosure, I didn't had no recollection. And I still have a very vague recollection of the night in question. But we're going to get into that next week. But yeah, no, man, I just. Yeah, you're right. And I, I, I totally own that. And it's just, it's really unfortunate. <laughs> it's all good, dude. It's, it's who I was. So it's like, I own it, you know? But the thing is, is like, I just wonder if I could have been a pothead the whole time instead of a drunk, maybe life would have been a lot different in a lot of ways. Maybe not. But at the maybe same not. time, but at the same time, where I'm at right now, is I, I, I don't, I wouldn't change anything, even... I wouldn't change anything except maybe one or two things. Maybe. <laughs> uh, maybe civic. Actually, dude, anytime I was ever, and I'll tell you what, anytime I was ever unkind, I really wish I acted differently now in retrospect. But with all that being said, I don't know what that would have led me to, and I don't know where I would have been. And it, I'm, I like where I'm at now, but I really like where I'm going. You know what I mean? And if it wasn't for medical marijuana, and I'm telling you, but this would not be the story. I'd still be depressed, making shitty money in a job that I hated. Resenting my, my resenting people and angry and stuck in a spot. And, and medical marijuana pulled me all, all out of all that. It really did. And it's not an exaggeration by any stretch of the imagination. So 
Well, that's good. That's good that that spun it for you because honestly, I was uh, I was using marijuana medically and I was still angry and hated my job and I was living in Colorado and working overnights and you know so that's a good way to have a and it's a nice way to to look at that because you know that that's what I that was it so then that's what they did that they needed legal medically and you were able to benefit and get off of cure alcoholism basically. So now somebody could say, well, what kind of habit does he have now? Well, what kind of habits do you have or what or what? So it's like, you know, I guess it is a drug. Yes, of course. I guess it is. Yeah, it is. But I just don't even look at it anymore. as like a drug. Uh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. People are that. Well, that's the funny part is that people are like, well, if he's smoking pot every day. He's not, how much better is his life? If you really think drinking alcohol more than moderately in any way, shape, or form is better for you in any way than smoking pot every day, then I really don't think you are being truthful with yourself or you're not really educated in the situation. Yeah, the old functional alcoholic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love those. Oh, my God. You know, to put that again, and and the other thing that alcohol does is it muddies up your perspective and it, it, and it boosts your ego and it bolsters your ego. So even if you're not drunk, we talked about this, I think a couple weeks ago, even if you're not drunk, if, you, if alcohol is on your mind on a consistent level, I'm talking about alcohol. It's not if you're going out and you're having a good time and what have you, but even then it still drops your chi to a certain extent. And you just got to be very mindful of that. And for those, you know, and so it keeps you, it keeps you further from the truth alcohol. People say, oh, when people drink, the truth comes out. Look, everyone has their own truth and everyone has their own emotions, but how you react to those emotions are what define you, not your emotions. Well said. You're killing it on Full Disclosure Friday for Selfies podcast. I'm going to snort some of this uh, Keef. No. Once again, keeping in the Full Disclosure Friday on the 40 Selfies podcast. Yeah. Have you ever done that before? Yes. You've really snorted Keef before? No. no you, you still, oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was going to snort some Keith because I missed doing blood. No, I'm just kidding. I just, I had to think that went through because, you know, I've done like snuff and then I, you know, so. Wait, what's snuff? It's snuff's like tobacco, but you just kind of sniff it. Oh, they used to do that back in the day, like the nobles, like the French nobles. Yeah, it's like a real, yeah. And, uh, you know, so Keith. No, actually, that's very. Those are the crystals on the blood, right? Oh wow, that's crazy. No, I have that. I was just making a joke, like I was about to do it, but it would. I think I've done. A, I've done a lot of crazy things. Let's put it that way. But. Did you see our latest uh, video on our weight loss? No. 
Well, it'll be on our YouTube page a little bit later on. It's actually pretty funny. Uh, I cool. kind of went through the beginnings of uh, the beginnings of, of my weight loss program. Would you like to see it, Fig? Would you? Sure. All right, let's pause ourselves. Yeah, well, Vic, this video actually just dropped on Instagram a little bit ago. We got a, a lot of interaction with people already, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna play it for you real quick. Let's see what you think, Vig. And you guys are hearing it for the first time too. Is the premiere of my new fitness video, which I am extraordinarily excited about. You're gonna see a lot of this coming up. Are you ready, Vic? Oh yeah, I'm absolutely ready. This is Silicon Sea Valley with 40-something podcast. And here on the 40-something podcast, we talk about men's health. We're actually going to start a weight loss journey tomorrow. And just wanted to kind of give some tips on what I'm going to be doing uh, over the next uh, several months, trying to get down 185 pounds. First thing you're going to do, you if you're going to drink something with a little bit of sweetness to it, whatever, do not go with Diet Coke or something like that. No. You want to go with real Coke. In fact, if you're really good, you want to go with Mexican Coke. If you're really good, you can go with the Colombian Coke. You know what I mean? So that's just one way. That's just a fad, that Diet Coke. Aspartame, ah, oh, very unhealthy. Secondly, you're going to want to make sure that the mayonnaise you're getting is as organic as possible and doesn't have stuff like... Um, I don't calcium, disodium, and just and, and, well, whatever. Um, this is embarrassing. So I sent my mom to the store, and I was like, "Hey, mom, get some real quality cheese." And this is what she brings me, folks. Fucking, can you believe that shit? Look at this. This is fucking disgusting. Pardon my language, folks. I'm sorry. I'm a Christian. This is Christian. This is a Christian-based show, but this is ridiculous. I told her to get not this cheese. I told her to get individually sliced. What am I going to do with this? What's that? Yellow American cheese, the white American cheese that's wrapped doesn't have near the chemicals in it like this one does. So if you're going to get your wrapped cheese, make sure it's white American. This is Silicon Steve Valley with a health tip for you. My my daughter thought it was hilarious. My daughter thought it was hilarious. Well, that's the demographic. <laughs> that, that, so those individually sliced cheese, that's always they've always been gross. They've never been good. Oh, I know. And you can almost just taste the oil. Oh my god, dude! Did you see my? I haven't had one of those in years. You should. There's another video. There's another video, and I'll let it be just acting like that. I forgot we were doing. Um, and there's a video of the outtake of doing that video, and it's hilarious. It's just me spitting it out and being absolutely disgusted. It was not delicious at all. But I did it for the cheap pop. My daughter got thought it was funny. My wife thought it was funny. It might be a little too lowbrow for you, Vic, I think. I th I thought it was funny. I I definitely I you know you know the thing is I could really relate. I used to always eat those individually sliced packed packets of cheese. They were just it just sucked. They always sucked. They were oh, never good. Disgusting. So it, it was almost like it was made of something other than food, but it was still edible. I mean, it was never in really in my household, so you could say that I maybe was a little 
above that because it was never really in my fridge, but I was always I was always running into it out. My mother, my mother then, still stocks it. She's the only one that eats okay, it. Okay, so there you go. My, yeah, my mother, my, mother, my mother eats half of her food from a from a cardboard box. We were a little above all that in my part of Parma Township. <laughs> well, you know what? We lived in a really nice upper middle class neighborhood. We had a real big house, but we always had that shitty cheese. I can't. I don't know. Yeah. All right. I don't know. But anyways, this has been a fun little show today. Yeah, we're nailing it. Nailing it. Those Fridays are always good. Oh, absolutely. So uh, we might be taking a little bit of a break. We'll check in here and there um, for the next couple of days, folks. And, uh, you know, but we'll be popping in back and then check us on all our social medias. Email us, valleyvig08 at gmail.com. And we're all over the place, baby. Our TikToks are popular. That's right. Instagram. We already have a few likes already for that video. Uh, adding followers every day. Facebook. We're well over 100 likes now. So things are looking real good for the 40-something podcast. Big, how are you feeling going into this weekend? Hope everything is going to be good for you. As can yeah, be. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, you know, I up here for a moment and I uh, take care of some stuff. So um, I appreciate the support and uh, we hopefully looking to do, do one of these again, uh, picking back up on this uh, for another episode. Um, yeah. Just take a slight hiatus here for a moment. And then, uh, but uh, stoked that I think that we were in the, uh, we're in the upswing of things here uh, on, on a number of things, society, society wise and uh, culturally I, I, I feel that uh, the best is yet to come, really. So as long as you believe in that as well, we're one step closer to that happening.